I am slightly caffeinated, so we begin in three, two, one. This is Life is Lead episode 31 for Saturday, February 28, 2015. Hello everyone, welcome back to Life is Leet. This is a podcast of nerds yelling at microphones about things. I am Jesse Hanna and joining me today as always is my co-host and younger brother Aaron. How you doing today? I am doing doing pretty alright actually. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, so, yeah, we're back at this two episodes in a row for the first time in I don't even know how long. Uh, so let's go ahead and get right into it. Last week we talked about one of the big releases that happened since our hiatus began, and today we're talking about the other one, that is Pokemon Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, which I just finished, while well, I beat the Elite Four anyway, uh, last night. Finally, it only took me, what, four months? <laughs> Whereas, how long have you been done with the game? Oh, I finished it within a week. That, that's just because you're insane. You're... Yep. Anyway, so we're we're each going to go into just our thoughts on it and kind of review it and I see where we think it is as far as the whole of all of the main series of Pokemon games, including remakes. Uh, Aaron, do you want to start us off? Um, give me a sec. <laughs> I've got a bunch of tabs open at once on one window. Okay, hang on. Yeah, okay, we're, we're, we we're 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 getting right. back into this. Well, we're we're still getting used to podcasting again. Yeah. All right. So, I like Dora's a lot enough to name it my game of the year for 2014. Probably because it stuck with me the most out of any of the other games that I played. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got a bunch of neat features. They're all pretty cool. Um. Because of the fact that Game Freak likes to shuffle around features across different games, I think most of the fans have learned to never take one feature for granted. And uh, Dex Navid's Sorry, the two best ones. Yeah, I, being able to soar around on on the back of Latios or Latias, I'm I'm having so much fun with that. I I had added Latios to my party just to have someone who could learn dive. And I ended up teaching him fly in the meantime, but ever since I got the Eon flute, I I just had him forget fly entirely and have just been using that because it's so much fun. Yeah, you don't even need him in the party. You just need to have him in the flutes. Well, I I have bam, had there you go. I have had him in my party, and I'll I'll talk about that more when I get to my experience with the game. But it it is a lot of fun. Yeah, sorry it is is. It's it's just fun. If nothing else, it's just a, a fun way to uh, explore the overworld. Yeah, it, it's a neat sense. little it's a neat little little thing that they added on. And that Dex Nav also makes it uh, possible to catch a lot of critters, um, which is neat. At some mm-hmm. point, I might be going through and filling out as much of my decks as my can as I can. Yeah, I I started out trying to finish off each zone, catch all of the Pokemon available in each zone, but then it got to where I just wanted to get done with the story first, but DexNav does make it really easy to see what Pokemon are in a zone, and eventually makes it uh, easier to start going for Pokemon with different natures, with egg moves, with perfect yeah. IVs. It's, it's that great. Stuff. And, uh, and then, let's be honest, Pokemon games are not 
meant to be super difficult. They've always been incredibly easy. Mm -hmm. Some may be more easier than other others, like X and Y. Um, but uh, <laughs> if you're not, but uh, I've didn't use the experience share at any point throughout my first playthrough, and I was about ten levels under by the time I hit the final boss. Even with exploring every area and fighting pretty much everyone I could. Oh wow, you were that far under leveled. Yeah. And I didn't use the EXP share once during my entire playthrough. Okay. And, and uh, I was just using the same six Pokemon. Okay. And I'll, uh, when when we get to my um when we get to my experience in the game again, I'll I'll talk a bit about my experience with that. Yeah. But it was still uh and then uh there's also a little post-game story which I also thought was pretty neat. And the last three fights of that are definitely the highlight of the entire thing. And I wouldn't mind seeing more of those kind of post-game plot lines if they're if if Game Freak can make them uh that much of a highlight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this um, is this is really the first time that they've had a major storyline post I, well, okay. Uh Gold and Silver, uh, the Gen 2 games and their remakes, you have the whole thing where after you beat the Elite Four and Lance, you go through the Kanto region. Yeah, it's pretty much just a giant boss rush at that point. Yeah, but it, it, it's not the same as like having another whole storyline yeah. following following the main beat, well, main quote-unquote story as in beating the Elite Four. Yeah. Uh, there's a storyline that ends before then, but that's the what you consider the main story. Yeah. And to be honest, I feel like Pokemon does main game a lot better anyway in some cases. Because with post-game, yeah, you get some new areas to explore, and that's all pretty neat. And some of them are really cool, but then once you're done with that, there's not much else. Mm -hmm. And it still kind of tends to be the case with the whole post-game story thing. But, eh, whatever. It's still pretty good. Yeah, and I've I've heard it's not a very long not a very long story, the post-game no, story. No, it's not. The, the the Delta episode, I beat that all in, like, one day. Yeah. It's not that long. It's yeah. fun, but it could stand to be a little longer. Yeah, the only reason that I haven't beaten it yet is because I beat uh, the Elite Four last night and then got a little ways into the Delta episode, and I was just passing out, so I went to bed <laughs> instead of finishing it last night. But I am probably going to finish it tonight. Okay. Uh, But in my personal opinion, I think... Uh, these are second, the second best Pokemon games to date, in my opinion. Second only to Black and White 2. Okay. Um, a lot of people say that these are like, uh, would probably say that these are bad remakes fully because they did contain like the two or three areas that Emerald didn't have, one of which is a giant, uh, Pax Island. <laughs> That's essentially what the Battle Frontier is and always will be. Pretty much. I never really found that sort of thing fun. But to be honest, and you've beaten the game at this point, so you've seen the credits, so I think I can spoil this to mm. you. Well, it's been out for what? Good, good point. It's been out for about, what, three, A four months now? At this point. But, uh, I don't if, know. If, if, of... you haven't, if you haven't played it yet, for any of our listeners who haven't played well, it yet, it's... go ahead and uh, skip forward about 30 seconds. Well, it's, uh, well, I was going to say, whatever. No, go if, ahead. If, go ahead. We've given okay, our spoiler fine. warning. Well, uh, I kind of 
because there's a certain line in the credits that's like based on the works of the original Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire, it makes me kind of think of it as less of a of a just straight lazy remake with emerald features like what HeartGold and SoulSilver did and more of a like, hmm, we should take uh, Ruby and Sapphire and expand upon it a little bit. Yeah. I mean, that kind of is a remake, but at the same time, the remakes that have been done in the past were just like, hey, let's take this game that everyone liked and then include ev- features from the third game because people only remember the third game. Yeah, well, the... um. Fire Red and Leaf Green did add a lot of stuff. Uh, Heart- oh, yeah, but I think most of that was just, like, all new. Yeah. Like, the Sevi Islands, I think those were originally going to be in the game originally, but those were cut because they say time constraints, but I really just think, no, it's because the Game Boy was crappy. Yeah, and uh, much. time and probably technical constraints as well, I think you're right. Uh, but, yeah, Heart Gold Soul Soul... Heart Gold Soul Silver were basically gold and silver with a couple extra bells and whistles just dropped... Onto, crystal. uh, yeah, uh, just dro- dropped onto, um, uh, Diamond and Pearl. And that was pretty much it. Yeah, just like, uh, gold and silver with Diamond and Pearls and crystals, bells and whistles. Yeah. It, and not much else. Yeah, but I got kind of the same vibe from Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire that you did. And if you have the player's guide, I strongly recommend. Uh, either picking it up if you don't have it, or if you do have it and haven't read the interview at the beginning with the game director and uh, executive producer. It's an excellent interview, and they really talk about how it wasn't just uh, porting the game to the 3DS. They rebuilt the game basically from scratch in the X and Y engine, and just recreated the world and the events of the storyline and like, partly rewrote the story uh, to just make it a better game, not not just a port, but actually properly remaking the game. And it, to be it, honest, I think this would have been better than just adding it, to just tacking on Emerald's features. But if you right. like Emerald because of the Battle Frontier, then that's fine. Because honestly, if you were to ask... Omega Ruby or Emerald, then I'd honestly say it depends on what you want. Yeah. Like, if you want, if you don't care about the Battle Frontier, then Omega Ruby easily. But if you do care about the Frontier for whatever weird reason, then yeah, Emerald's fine. Yeah. Well, I, I came into this really expecting, uh, actually really excited for the world and the story of Ruby and Sapphire in the engine of X and Y. And I, I really can say that I was not disappointed. I, I think, oh, oh, yeah, no. I think the changes that they made to the story, uh, it's one of the best stories of the Pokemon games. Uh, and th- coming from the fact that the series has never had much of a story outside of black and white. Right. Yeah. It, black, black and white were really the first time that it had a serious story to it. Uh, so considering that, especially they they did an excellent job of updating the story of Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. I uh, I definitely think that was improved over the originals. Oh, yeah. uh, you you basically save the world and then you go into space and have space fights and save the world again and save the world again. You save the world yep. multiple times, plus you get space fights in the middle of it. 
at that at, all while riding on a giant green space dragon. Yes, I. If, if that's the best part. If you'd told me that that was going to be in, I'd have been. Where do I sign up? I I was already. I was already in line to get this game. If you had told me from the beginning that it was going to have space fights, then I I could not. Yes, please. It, it, it's, it's like what happened to me between when Blizzard announced Hearthstone and when I actually got into the beta of Hearthstone. It was several months of just pure agony of needing to like a psychological addiction to a game that i had never even actually touched it was I, like that with the heroes of the storm hey exactly i blizzard has a knack for that and if nintendo had told us this was gonna happen to begin well, they with, did they did like maybe a month before the game came out well okay yeah but that's like right before but that that would that would have given me just the same just where do i say oh, must have now that i've had for pretty much only ever blizzard games really well okay yeah. blizzard games and x and y are are the games that have made me feel like that mm. uh, so overall i i i think i'm uh in agreement with you as far as where omega ruby and alpha sapphire rank in the main series of games i would put it right behind x and y it's, it's not as good as them but it's still excellent and it, they made me want to go back and play emerald actually i've got a game that i've been slowly working my way through in emerald that i want to go back and finish now after finishing omega ruby so i might mm. start working on that uh i had the exact opposite experience that you did with the leveling curve in this game uh, i i left the exp all on and by the time i got to steve or by the time i got to the elite four i was pretty consistently about 10 to 12 levels overpowered compared to everyone that i was including the gym leaders and uh the final gym i soloed with latios mm. and even he was pretty close to being on level with the rest of the game by that point but everyone else in my team was 10 12 levels ahead of everything else just about all the way up to uh, the first time I really had any trouble was the fight against Steven, uh, against the, the champion at the very end of the game. And even that, uh, I, I, I did kind of end up squeaking by, but I think it was mostly because I just had a bad type matchup. I didn't have any fire type moves to take on his, uh, Mega Metagross with. Mm. Uh, so that, that, that was kind of a mistake on my Wait, part. Wait, why do you just have Makuhita listed? Or do you mean like it's evolution? Oh, I, I, I oh, yeah. I'm all my my team at, by the end of the game was Latio Septile. I wrote down Makuhita by meant Hariyama. Uh, it, it was the Makuhita that you can trade for early in the game. I I just did that, and so he was even more over leveled because of the bonus XP. Uh, so yeah, that should that should say Hariyama, and I'll change that. I'll have that fixed in the show notes. Uh, Masquerade, who I really didn't end up using a whole lot, but was situationally really useful, uh, be, being able to pull out and use a, uh, air slash or a, oh, what's the, I forget what the, um, something wind. Silver wind? Silver wind, maybe. That may be it. I think so. Uh, yeah, being able to pull him out situationally and use that. And then Gardevoir, who I've always been a fan of Gardevoir and Gallade. And so even though Routes is, it takes a lot of patience to raise a Routes, but it's always been worth it to me just to be able to get to Gardevoir because she's so awesome. 
and Mightyana rounded out my team. That was the team that I beat the Elite Four with. And by the time I beat Steven, uh, all of them except for Latios were between about level 63 and 65, and Latios was level 55. Yeah, when I beat the game, mine were uh, 50 to 52, so that's quite a difference. Yeah, uh, so you... reference to Final Boss's Pokemon is 50... Are in levels 57 to 59. Yeah. So, yeah, that was fun. So, you had about, you had a very similar experience to what the original leveling curve in Ruby Sapphire Emerald was like. Whereas well, I. I mean, to be fair, it's better than the original gold and silvers. That's, that's okay. That's true. Fair, fair point. But I. I, I've, I've always had the most trouble with the leveling, leveling curve in Ruby Sapphire Emerald. I don't know why. That one's just always been really rough for me. Uh, but yeah, if if you turn the if you turn the AXP all on, then you'll have a much closer experience to X and Y of just being overpowered for yeah the for pretty much everything in the game. I, I'm breezing through the Delta episode right now with my team. Uh, so if you if you turn the EXP all on and just leave it on throughout the game, then you won't have any, any trouble beating anything all the way up until the end. The, the biggest complaint, though, that I've heard about these games is that there's too much water, too much water in the overworld, too many water Pokemon, just too much water. And there is water everywhere in this game. But I really didn't think it was that bad. I didn't think it was as big a problem as some people said. I, my Mightyena, I actually caught my uh, Mightyena as a Poochyena with Thunderfang using Dexnav. And that, <clears throat> that combined with Sceptile were my antidote to all the water Pokemon. And I really didn't have all that much trouble with it. The only major complaint really that I could say that I did have is that there are too many water HMs because you've got surf and you've got dive and you've got waterfall. And it was tough to find room for all of them. I switched Latios into my party and switched out Linoon. Uh, I had originally had Linoon with surf, but then when it came time for me to dive to progress in the story, I didn't have anyone who knew, who knew or could learn dive. And so I decided to switch Latios in for Linoon taught Latios dive, ended up teaching him waterfall too. But it, it, it was just kind of clunky to try to find the room for that. And I, I think that's part of why I ended up having a bad matchup against Steven at the very end of the game, was having, yeah. having to find room for all those HMs. Uh, Rock Smash as well. Uh, yeah, but once you get to the end, you could, like, ditch most of them. Well, yeah. I, like I said, I like I said, I got rid of Fly as soon as I got the Eon Flute. Uh and after you dive as part of the main story, then you really don't need it again other than exploration. Yeah, I think I think by the time I beat the game, the only HM I had was Surf, and that's because it's a really good move anyway. Well, yeah, it's it. Surf is really the only one that's really practically useful. Uh, Rock Smash and Strength, you really just need to get two places. So once you're done with them, uh, same same deal with Cut. Uh, and waterfall and dive, whereas surf you actually use to get around the world. Yeah. And with the Eon Flute, that makes fly pretty much obsolete. So, yeah, really the only one that you need after you've done everything else in the game that you need those other HMs for is surf. Yeah. So that, that that's really my only major complaint, though. I The story is what it is. We've already talked about that. And so, again, I would I would give it about an A overall and put it right behind X and Y 
as far as the overall pantheon of Pokemon games. Uh, mm. So I'd I'd say it's a pretty good success for Game Freak. Mm-hmm. All right, I think that's going to cover it for our review of Pokemon Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. So let's move on now to uh, we're we're each going to cover. Just a couple of quick topics. I'm going to review a couple of anime series that I've been watching. Aaron's going to review a series that he's been watching. And that's pretty much going to be it. Uh, I'm going to start off by talking about Sailor Moon Crystal, which I have still been keeping up with. They're still putting out one episode every other week. And right now they have just gotten into, or I think they're three episodes into what was in the original anime, Sailor Moon R. Uh, yeah, I think they're about three episodes into that. So they finished the Dark Kingdom arc. And uh, the, the the way that it ended, I didn't feel... The way that that arc ended, I didn't feel was quite as cl- climactic as in the original anime or as, as, as in the manga. Even though they did stick really close to the manga, it, it, it is starting to kind of come come into the front. that they don't exactly have the biggest budget or the most resources in trying to make this series. And I don't entirely understand why. They are doing a really good job, but you can tell that there's a lot more that they want to do with it that they just can't quite manage to pull off. And I don't know if that's a a direction thing or if it's quite as much a resources thing as I think it really is. But overall, they are doing a very good job of adapting the manga story. So if, you, if you've if you been wanting a Sailor Moon series that is more of an adaptation of the manga than just a retelling of the story, then I think, you, then I think Sailor Moon Crystal is still your thing. If, if you're looking for a remake of the old anime, then that's not what you're getting here. And I... They, uh, it, it's it's kind of hard to put into words exactly what it is, but I think it's by trying to fit one chapter of the manga into one episode of the anime, and they did have to kind of break from that at the end of the Dark Kingdom arc, and they ended up stretching some things out, they ended up compressing some other things, and everything at the very end just happened kind of fast and it was still good it was still really good but it didn't have that feel of a big dramatic ending and then beginning again that the original anime had and that you get in the manga so overall i would i i would still give sailor moon crystal a good solid thumbs up but it does feel like it could have been more than it is I, I am still enjoying it, though. I'm still going to see it all the way through, and I do really hope that they adapt the remainder of the manga after they finish the Black Moon arc that they go on to what was originally Sailor Moon S, Super S, and Stars. I really do hope that they continue the series after uh, the initial season, the first season, which will go 25 episodes, 26, I think, something like that, and we'll cover through the end of the Black Moon arc. So I hope they continue it after that, but it it does feel like it could be more than it has been so far. So I, I'm a little bit disappointed, but I am still really enjoying it. So I do still give it a solid recommendation. Mm. Aaron, you've still been watching JoJo's, it looks like. Yeah, that started up. That, uh, I think, went 
uh, off and then back on again during our intermission. Okay, they uh, they're on what season two of yeah, yeah, season two of uh, Stardust Crusaders. That that's it. That's what it was called, Stardust. And this is the point when they actually get into Egypt. Oh boy. Which is which for those of you who aren't in the know of JoJo's, which I wouldn't blame you. Uh, the entire goal of Stardust Crusaders, for the first part of it anyway, is to get it to Egypt. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, it still is pretty good. Um, the characters, you know, I never really thought much about uh, the story and the character plot characters and plot elements of JoJo's that much. I just watched it to see people punch things. Well, I, I, I always assumed that was the point of watching JoJo's, was just watching, a, in your own words, manly men punching things. Yeah, I guess. But <laughs> it does have some pretty, uh, a pretty colorful cast of characters with, with all with equally strange powers. It's, it's aptly titled. It's, yeah. it's an adventure it's, it's and it's bizarre. <laughs> It's bizarre. What else could be said? It is what it says on the box. Um, yeah, pretty much. And it does a good job at delivering on the bizarre part. Um, like, you don't really notice it in the third part because that's what the concept with, was first introduced. But stats can get narrowed down to where they have really, really strange and very specific powers that you would think, why would this be useful in any situation? <laughs> like um there, there's lots of examples i just can't think of them right now aquaman kind of like aquaman <laughs> yes but there is situationally situationally useful superpowers yes pretty much <laughs> at least that's what they seem like on paper but then i'm willing to bet that once you actually get to the part where they uh where they actually use their powers it's just like what? They have more applications than we thought? Well, okay. That's madness. <laughs> yeah. It's a great show. You should go watch it. Yeah, I, I haven't been keeping up with it. I, I My backlog on Crunchyroll is way, way overstuffed. I've got so many things that I'm in the middle of watching of, have put on hold, uh, and I just haven't had quite as much time lately to watch very much anime. But I, I do mean to go back to it at some point. All right, so that does that pretty much cover it for JoJo's? Yeah. Okay. Uh, last thing that I'm going to talk about is a series that, if if you were planning on watching it streaming online, too bad because it just got taken off of Hulu at the beginning of this month. Uh, but it's probably the best sports anime series that I've that I've watched, and it's called Cross Game. It's based on a manga from. Mid 2000s, I think, is when it was published, and the anime adaptation is from 2008 to 2010, I believe. So it's fairly recent. And it is about a, I think I've talked about the manga on previous episodes, but it's, it's about a boy who has no interest in baseball until he's encouraged to join a local team uh, by his. Uh, pretty much his girlfriend who they're they're only in elementary school at the beginning of the story but she uh says some things that really make him think that he could play and wants to be good at baseball and then she uh dies in an accident and fast forward to him 
getting ready to join his high school team and on his way to becoming a one one of the best recognized high school pitchers in Japan and that's that's the course of, that's the bulk of the series is them going through him and his friends and the younger sister of his childhood friend uh going through and trying to reach the national high school baseball finals which take place at Koshien what so that's that's the in what the national baseball championships uh are referred to in Japan as is Koshien and i ca- i call it a sports anime but it's really a drama romance comedy anime that sports also happens to be happening in but for that they've also done a really good job of accurately depicting baseball i there's some sports anime that are primarily some other genres like com- like comedy or romance and the sport is really just an afterthought they just throw in oblique references to and depictions of the sport but it, anyone who actually watches that sport would cringe at how badly it's done whereas with cross game uh, you can tell and it's not the only baseball manga that the original author has done he's done a couple other series and you can tell by how much effort is put into accurately depicting uh, not just the game but things like the mechanics of pitching are very well and very accurately portrayed in the series so if if you like baseball and uh, then you'll probably like cross game if you like romance series and aren't even that much into baseball you'll probably still like cross game because it's also a really good romantic comedy series so you you kind of kill two birds with one stone with one stone there easy for me to say but it overall it's a really good series i got hooked on the uh the manga as soon as i picked it up uh so i definitely recommend checking that out it's on the viz manga app if you have that or go to vizmanga.com and the anime was streaming on Hulu, but I don't think it is anymore. So you may have to uh, hunt around a bit to be able to find that. But both the anime and the manga are very good. I definitely give them both a solid thumbs up for uh, any fan of either genre of anime, really, whether it's sports or romantic comedy, drama, that sort of thing. It's it's a very good series. Definitely worth your time. Uh, the manga is eight mega volumes long they don't sell just the individual volumes they sell them in like the three in one volumes so it's eight of those and the anime is 50 episodes so it's a good sizable series it's not endless and ongoing but it's a a good solid watch and a good read so that's cross game that's definitely a solid recommendation from me and I think that's pretty much going to do it for this episode. Was there anything else that you wanted to cover, Aaron? Uh, no, not particularly. I was going to talk about video games, but anime happened, so that'll be next week. <laughs> All right, so yeah, we'll we'll probably be talking about more video games next week. And I've uh, got a lot of them. <laughs> oh boy, yeah, I I do too. I've got I've got a backlog kind of of oh games boy. that I've been meaning Some single to single player multiplayer stuff abound. Meaning to play, me. meaning to talk about. Uh, I'm going to talk a bit about Eve Online. Next week, I've been playing that again lately, so I'm going to talk a bit about that, and I'm also going to talk a bit about FF14, Final Fantasy 14. so it's it's going to be MMO week for me next week. Uh, for me, it's going to be a bit of a mix of single and multiplayer. Um, 
on the multiplayer side, like I said, like I said, I would talk about this week. I'm going to talk about uh, Smash Brothers and D and D from a tabletop perspective. Mm-hmm. And then for single player, uh, I'm actually going to talk about a little game that I've been playing uh, this past week, and hopefully, I'll still I have I will won't have fallen off the train by the time that <laughs> next week rolls around. Uh, Fallout New Vegas and maybe Skyrim. All right. Sounds awesome. So that's pretty much going to do it for this episode. If you want to find our show notes, find MP3 downloads of the show, links to our Facebook, Twitter, Google Plus pages, links to subscribe to the podcast via RSS or on iTunes. All of that can be found at our website, which is lifeisleet.com. That's L-I-F-E-I-S-L-E-E-T.com. If you want to find us directly on Facebook, that's at fb.me slash lifeisleet. We're on Twitter at at lifeisleet. And on Google Plus at Plus Life is Leap Podcast. We live stream every time we record a new episode, so you can find those usually on Saturday afternoons, and they will always be at our website at lifeisleet.com slash live. And you can come join the live chat room there and hang out with us while we record the show. I'm Jesse. I write this thing, so if anything is wrong, blame me. All the stuff that I do is at jbhanna.net or at, at jbhanna. Aaron strings, streams things every once in a while at twitch.tv slash Plato Zero. That's P-L-A-T-O and the number zero. And I stream things every once in a while at twitch.tv slash jbhanna. And later this evening, I may get on and stream a little bit of Shadow of Mordor, uh, maybe a little bit of FF14, or maybe even some Hearthstone. So keep an eye out on our Facebook and Twitter pages for details on that when either one of us goes live. And... If you have any comments, feedback, suggestions, recommendations, audio attachments that you want us to play, send all of those to us at podcast at lifeisleet.com. That's going to do it for this week. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. For me, for Aaron, till next time, everyone within the sound of my voice, take care. Bye.